Hi, welcome to the first episode of this podcast. I was supposed to record this a week ago, but then I got sick and you know how voices can get weird when you're sick. So obviously I did not record it, so now I'm recording it now and it should be out in two days, so guessing Saturday or Friday. Today we're going to talk about something creative back in 1997. Something people thought was so innocent that it's currently ruining countless of relationships. A thing that some people call as the new addiction. Yet around the world, people still use it on a daily basis. Today we're going to dissect the good old social media. Something you might not know is that I had a newsletter during July to September. It was something I started as an initiative to discuss random thoughts with people. Unfortunately, it lasted only five issues. Some of the key points of the podcast were intended for the sixth issue, but that was obviously before school got in the way. The points were from this YouTube video that I watched last week. It was a video about how mom poisoned and killed her child for attention. The mom probably suffered from Munchausen syndrome. She used to poison her child to cause real symptoms and take him to the hospital, and then would post his pictures in the hospital all over her MySpace. If you do not know, MySpace was basically what was popular back then as a social media platform. At the end of the video, the creator was talking about some interesting things that ultimately served as the second half of the key points for this episode. 50 years ago, you could practically see someone's life if you actually stay with them 24-7. Now you can just do that with a swipe through their profile. This removes all sense of privacy. The thought of someone is just lurking in your account randomly while you don't know is creepy. If you notice, conversations lack depth now. There's barely any of the, oh, I didn't know, factor in most of our conversations. That's an effect of knowing almost everything about someone. Friendships and conversations lack depth nowadays. And that's because we know what is going on in their lives the moment they happen. Our lives are like a graph. It goes up and it goes down. And there's a phase where it's not going anywhere and is a constant like phase. There are people profiting from this concept. Celebrities. One thing you can notice is that celebrities are very selective with what they share. They never share the usual straight line of the curve. They just share the exaggerated ups and downs. That's what makes celebrity culture interesting. And that's why lots of people get sucked into it. While being on the topic of celebrities, first, I'm not saying this to criticize, I'm just commenting and wondering. Why do people set goals of meeting celebrities? Why do some people set such goals to meet another human human being for a few minutes, sometimes even seconds? Especially that after you meet them, then what? What's next? I don't know, this is just a thought and that's basically the concept of the co- of the podcast. Another thing I wanted to talk about is why do we feel the need to post everything in our life on social media? Again, this isn't directed to anyone or criticizing, it's just a thought I had. People usually post for the likes and shares from others. And according to studies, they have shown that we experience a release of dopamine when we post something on social media. That rush of notifications when you post something new, along with the sense of achievement, makes us crave more of the digital thumbs up. Similar to addiction, our body builds a higher tolerance for it, making us crave it more, leaving us unsatisfied if our posts flop 
or don't do well. Some people actually compromise their privacy just to entertain others. Others ignore their mental health, liabilities and duties to entertain others. However, it isn't all bad. Social media has allowed millions of people an opportunity to have a voice and express themselves properly. But the question is, most of us don't monetize the things we post, yet we still do. We still share what we had for lunch, or where are we currently? What new place you have found interesting, but why? Do we just do it for the dopamine? Do we just like the attention? Do we like telling people what we are doing at the moment? Do we enjoy showing the good parts of our lives to give us a sense of control when life gets too messy? Do we just enjoy putting on a mask? We have lost a sense of privacy because now someone you talked to last six years ago knows that you had spaghetti for lunch and knows you went to the specific shop and bought this and then you had coffee and then you went out to party. A few weeks ago, one of my friends mentioned Digital Footprint, a word I have heard for the first time of my life. So obviously I just went and opened Google and searched for what it meant. What I stumbled upon was horrific. According to Google, Digital Footprint or Digital Shadow refers to one's unique set of traceable digital activities, actions, contributions and communications manifested on the internet or digital services. Digital footprint can be classified as either passive or active. In simple word, it is a record of your online activity. It might help you to think of it this way. Imagine you're walking on the beach. Each step you take leaves behind an impression. Do this every day and your footprint starts adding up. They don't show when, when, where you've been, they indicate where you're heading. Okay, now we know what is digital footprint. What datas are in digital footprint? Shopping data, which includes making purchases online, sign up, signing up for coupons, or creating an account, registering for newsletters, downloading and using shopping apps. Financial data, which can include opening credit card account, using a mobile banking account, and much more. Health and fitness data, reading and news data, and social data. The way that all of those are stored and can be used to protect your next moves, current moves, and past moves is creepy. On the bright side, it can be limited with a few steps. According to all state identity protection, there are 10 ways to protect your, your digital footprint and are as follows. One, limit the types of data you share. The best way to protect your digital footprint is to limit the data you share. Before you fill out an online form or give your personal information to an organization, you should evaluate if the payoff is really worth the risk. Number two, steer clear of unsafe websites. You should take this as a rule of thumb. If the website does not include S in the HTTPS, then it's not secure. And is it worth the risk of going there? You should always be on the lookout for websites that include HTTPS in their address because the S stands for secure. Number three, don't enter personal data on public Wi-Fi. In addition to avoiding suspicious websites, you should also refrain from transmitting sensitive data across public Wi-Fi networks. Number four, delete old accounts. Do you have an old account you're no longer using? Or you subscribe to a newsletter you no longer read? When was the last time you checked to see how many accounts you have? Reduce your digital footprint by deleting old accounts. This method also helps protect you from future breaches. 
Number five, give your medical records a checkup. Identity thieves aren't just targeting your bank accounts. They also want your medical reports and health information. When criminals use your personal information to get treatment in your name, their records can easily be become intertwined with your own. Practice good data hygiene by periodically reviewing your medical reports. Number six, don't log in with Facebook. Logging into websites with and apps using Facebook is convenient. Unfortunately, it's neither secure nor wise. So avoid linking your Facebook account with third-party organizations. Number seven, use an identity protection service. At some point, your personal information and data are likely to fall into the wrong hands, but that doesn't mean you have to suffer. Protect yourself by using an identity protection service that offers full rem remediation services. Number eight, limit your sharing on social media. Social media makes connecting with the world easier than ever. Unfortunately, it makes oversharing just as simple. Think twice before revealing your location, travel plans, or other personal data. Number nine, always update your software. Cyber criminals can easily access a victim's device and data by exploiting vulnerabilities in software. You can help prevent this by keeping your software up to date. Number 10, act fast after a breach. If you suspect your data might have been compromised in a breach, take action immediately. If you believe your password was exposed, change it immediately. If it's a password you've used other places, update it there as well. That was it for this pilot episode. Thank you for hanging out with me. And always remember to be aware of what data you share online. See you soon on the next episode of Inspection Basement Thought Inspection. So this is the post script um, talk. So it might have lots of errors, but deal with it. So regarding the schedule of the podcast, I'm aiming for every fortnight, which is every two weeks, but it could go to every three weeks, um, depending on how school is. But hopefully it does not happen. Uh, I'm planning to divide this podcast into seasons and I'm aiming to have a minimum of six episodes per season. And then I would obviously take a break for a bit because I have to catch up and it's basically research and a break. So that is it. Uh, I'm working on another podcast. Um, yeah, I'm working on another podcast, which has the same title, but would have, but would be talking about music. So it's going to be called uh, Inspection Basement Music Inspection. It is ready. I'm just experimenting with this podcast first because before starting up with that. And the idea of that podcast, it would be just me reviewing albums I've listened to. There's no strict schedule. And I'm working on this thing called the Bukhavas Music Awards, which is basically every year I would give like I would rank what was the best album what was the best song basically my own version of the Grammys so I guess this is it for the first episode uh this is take 36 and yeah you can purchase if you don't know I've published a book called uh life hung tighter by the news uh you can find it on Amazon you can purchase a paperback and an ebook and the hardcover is coming soon and I think that is it. So thank you for hanging out with me and cannot wait to see you on the next episode. I'm pretty 
I'm pretty sure it's going to be a very interesting one as this is more of a light episode because it is a pilot episode so it's not it's it, it's going to be a bit shorter compared to the others and has less information so cannot wait to see you on the next episode and cannot wait to hang out with you